the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. Unless your name's Stefan, you can go yourself. <laughs> I am Sam, delighted to say I'm joined by my partner in crime, Matt. Hey, mate, you are. Yeah, he's, he's banned from the podcast now. You do realise that, don't you? I know he's your mate, he's, but he's not on it anymore. <laughs> uh, no, no, he's not a mate. He's dead to me. Absolute <laughs> dead to me. Um, yeah, no, he's, he's not allowed anywhere near the place. Uh, Stefan, <laughs> Stefan, the super sub. Yeah, I cannot, cannot believe it. Anyone who listened to the back end of last week's episode, 102, we mentioned that this podcast was going to be featured in episode 8 of All or Nothing Documentary. Uh, we were told it was just one line. Uh, they gave us a line um, from a hundred odd episodes. We didn't have a clue who said it. And then the sudden realisation hit us of, what if it's not one of us? What if it's, you know, Super Sub Stefan when he stepped in at one point? And true enough, I'm sat watching the show and there's his voice comes booming out. Ah. Oh. It, it kind of it just represented the season, really, didn't it? I mean, like for us two, anyway. Yeah. I mean, for him, it, it, yeah. it you know he may as well have been a a Liverpool fan, you know. But for us, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it drove in that that Spurs support and the, and the, just the general feeling, really, didn't it? <laughs> you know that that feeling of total optimism and joy, followed by all oh, right, yeah, crap, yeah, that sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that's. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, now, obviously, I'm aware that there are some people who are still working their way through All or Nothing. So, like we've done on the podcast for the last two weeks, we will drop the All or Nothing discussion till the end, and I will give you a big heads up before we go into it. So, we're going to open this week's podcast kind of because I want to get it out of the way um, with the fact that we do have a game to discuss. Oh, I thought we you were open... talking something else then, Sam. <laughs> The bigger no, news. No, 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 no. I want this out of the way. I, I just generally want this done, gone, and Go on, then we can all move on. Uh, we opened our Premier League season with a 1-0 defeat of Everton. In other news... Um, yeah, good. Tottenham, well done. <laughs> Tottenham are playing locomotive Plovdiv, Plovdiv. They're playing a team in Bulgaria this evening in the Europa League second round qualifier. We've left about eight players at home. Um, but yes, the as we are recording this is about 3pm. By the time I'm editing it, the game would have kicked off. The game kicks off at 5. So as we record this, the game hasn't kicked off. But as people are having it available, it will be during the game. So this is kind of a weird... Weird thing. Um, so I don't know whether we should record a few like, yeah, what a great win, and then a few, oh no, not another. No, no, we're out of that then. Yeah, there's um, always next season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we right. say so, so we'll in the a... second game of the season. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll, so we'll do a quick. Uh, hey mate, I said that after Everton. <laughs> um, so so let's just do a very very quick. So let's imagine the game's going well. Okay. So. Uh, Oh, it's great to see the performance back. I know crap opposition, but uh, you know you still got to go and beat what's in front of you. So it's good to see good to see the team perform. Yeah, of course, it's, it's fantastic that we're doing so well because yeah. you know you look at you know how happy Mourinho was at the end of last season, qualifying for the Europa yeah. League, and it's a, and it's a it's a competition. He said he's going to win, so yeah. clearly we've he's shown that by how well we've done in this game. Yeah. 
I, I completely agree. And it also, it's so important, this competition, so important. Yes. I comp- oh, it's just, honestly, it, it is... I mean, I know we took the mickey out of Arsenal fans last season for being in it, but, you know, it is it is very, very important. It's, it's almost yeah. on a par with the Champions League, you know, so that's Definitely. why I'm so glad we're playing so yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, to be honest with you, I find Thursday nights a crappy TV night. Yeah. So it's good that we play Thursdays, you know? Yeah, so exactly. Balance. Yeah. Who needs Emmerdale? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now now we do a quick, you know, if things have gone badly, okay, just just cool. so I can edit it in. Um, yeah, good idea, good idea. What a crap competition, anyway. You could tell the lads didn't want to be in it. I don't want to be in it. Utter trash. Um, nobody cares about the Europa. I mean, Thursday night football. What the hell is that crap? Yeah, of course. Um, and I mean, so, yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. And the thing is, I really love watching Emmerdale. So I'm, I'm glad, like you know, we're not anywhere, so I can carry on watching that. You know, and yeah. it, no one, we didn't. You know, it wasn't that. It no. wasn't important no. competition. <laughs> you know, we we can focus on the FA Cup and hopefully win the league as well. You know. Yeah. To completely agree, and you could tell Jose didn't care. I mean, no. Jose's record of winning it each time he's been in it—you could tell he didn't want that anymore. It was like a yes. noose around his neck. Completely. So yeah, no, com- completely. Yeah, we're, we're well shot of it. There you go. Yeah, I'll just edit one of those like in. Yeah, 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 sorted. <laughs> right, carry on. Um, so yeah, I mean that that game. I mean. I have no idea what our team's going to be, by the way. I mean, I, I saw I, I saw the squad that travelled, and I'm still like, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, because we play Southampton again at the weekend, but then next week's kind of like hell week. Mm. I mean, hopefully we win tonight. Um, but when we do win tonight, if we win tonight, next, I think we play Saturday against Southampton, or Sunday. Sunday against Southampton, then we play again Tuesday... And then Thursday, and then Saturday. Wow. So yeah, next week's yeah next week's going to be fun. Do, do you know well, what we um, got? We got we got help. They do say we got help. I'm trying to think. The right. We got um, helped. I'd, I'd suggest and hope in in mm-hmm. a way. Not even not maybe how the result or or all turn out by Leighton Orient winning, but at least we haven't got so far to travel. Travel wise, yeah, yeah, so, big time, so, yeah. So. Uh, in the league, in the league cup, um, Leighton Orient beat Plymouth. Now we drew who winner of that tie away, so technically we could have been on Tuesday night having to go all the way down to Devon. Which anyone who's made that journey it ain't fun. No. There's like no quick way of doing that journey. So you can't you can't do um, it on the. I, I notice you can because Vicky uh, and I went up to uh, Scotland. Uh, Back in March, just before lockdown, on the night train, and you can get a night train down, can't you? I think it's called the Riviera. Yeah, yeah, you can. That's yeah, one way to do it. That's how they could have done it for the Plymouth one. I, th- yeah, I think they'd have just sent the under twenty three team, like completely. Yeah. I think he would have literally just gone. If it's Plymouth, right, you lot go. <laughs> you know, yeah, we, yeah, got, yeah. we got a game Thursday where we're travelling to, you know, Uzbekistan or wherever the hell we're going Thursday. Um, but anyway, w- one game at a time, I think. That's the way yes. we've got to look at it, yes. people. The old cliche, you're going to take it one at a time. So, Locomotive, Aplovdiv, you are up. Um, you know, we, we started slow. We let Everton have that because, you know, they, we, they're not beating us in ages. We're a charitable club, so... We, we let them have that to start their season, and you know we're gonna kick on now. This is it. Um, yeah. He says, laughing. "I love the positivity, so, Sam. I, I love the optimism. Yeah. The put, like I really do. We we've all got it always. Well, even one game in, it's not that defeat hasn't diminished it so far. No, no, it, it did for a few hours. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's not so much the defeat, the way we played. There was a good few hours there where I was pretty despondent. Yeah, um, yeah. But the the um, mate, I don't know if you've heard. 
but there's some transfer news kicking around. Seriously, I no, I've not heard anything. Yeah. Like, what's that? Is, is that regarding? Yeah, um, uh, there's a certain player, uh, Real Madrid, who uh, looks like Tottenham are about to about to sign. It's it's insane. Like, don't you think it is insane? Yeah, I know, mate. We've needed a left back like him since Danny <laughs> Rose start stopped playing. Sergio um, Rigulon, I can't say his surname. Uh, I'm hoping when they announce him, they do one of those videos. The Hoybier video. That's what you need, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do need like another one of those Pierre Emile Hoybier videos. Um, I still have that saved on my phone, by the way. I, I still every now and again I find myself going, "Oh, look, Hodgeberg." No, that's not it. <laughs> it's Hoybier. Um So yes, yeah, Sergio um, is signing for us. He's a left back, an attacking left back who won the Europa League with Sevilla on loan last season. Uh, he's joining us, uh, according to all of the quite trusted journalists, with a five-year deal, about twenty-six, twenty-seven million. Uh, there is a buyback clause for about thirty-five million, which is active for the next two summers. I think, or the next three windows, uh, it probably gets specified tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Do, do you know when you say though uh, that he won the Europa League last season? Uh, yeah, you do remember, don't you? If and this is only memory serving, I don't know if there's been any after. But my last memory of the last player we signed after winning the Europa League the season before was Fazio, and I think he might have even oh, been. Yeah. Was it was it Rome? Was it Rome or it might have even been no, it wasn't Sevilla? Was... was it? It was, it was Sevilla, yeah. Oh, God. Fazio. Oh, God. He, he was an interesting chap because <laughs> it, it, you looked at him physically, you went, yeah, he'll be all right in the Beast, league. yeah. But, you know, you yeah. looked at him. And in Spain, he, he looked like he wouldn't slow. And then he gets to the Premier League and the guy had a turning circle of the Titanic. It was oh, ridiculous. God. He was awful, wasn't he? He was truly awful. It, it was bad. I mean, he was kind of came a bit of a cult hero when that video circulated of him decking Costa. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. You know, basically Costa was like pushing into him and stuff and he just snapped and punched him in the ribs. That's and right, like, yeah. Yay! <laughs> He's a yid, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he, he never looked good in England at all, which is, which is sad because there was him and another guy who I thought when you looked at him like physically and all their capabilities, you thought they'd do it was Vlad Chirichez. Oh god, he was another one that was awful, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but but you looked at him and you thought, yeah, you know, the size, the physique, he's a ball playing central defender. Yeah, this could really work. Nope, no, no. no. <laughs> I made no, I made a mistake with yeah, I made a mistake with him of uh, Danny Rose and him uh, before we after we uh-huh. signed him, and uh, yeah. remember he scored that overhead kick, and I'm like, Jesus, this guy's yeah. quality. He's not only a, yeah, like centre back, but he can score yeah. bicycle kicks at will. You yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, this this guy is gonna be it. Yeah, no, I've, I've fallen into that trap so many times. With like, people can put together YouTube videos that could make like my grand look like the best centre forward in history. You know, like you set it to the right music, you do the replays from about five different angles, and then you look at the stats and you find out, hang on a minute, the guy's only scored one goal in eight years. What? I saw a video of him banging him in. Oh wait, it's the same bloody it's goal. Same goal. Yeah. yeah, this guy was. Smashing him in left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no. So yeah, I mean, Sergio. I think it's Regulon. 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 Yeah, Something like uh, that. Well, yeah, we'll find out. I mean, it looks like yeah, it looks like that's a done deal. He's flying over. Um, he's bringing a mate with him, by the way. Someone, uh, someone you might remember. Oh, is he? Um, is it? Yeah, Welsh chap. Uh, loves his golf. Isn't very fond of Madrid because. <laughs> 
little Gareth Bell is coming home to be a Yid. That's just, honestly, <laughs> it is fantastic, isn't it? It's just amazing. I mean, I, the thing is, I'm trying not to... Look, it is unreal news. I think you know. I never yeah. thought it'd ever. Ha- I never thought I'd see the day of him no, coming back. You no. know, and like we've 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 joked about it, and we transfer market after yep. transfer. We've we've joked about it. It's never going to happen. Just forget it. You're never. Nope. Gareth Bale's not going to come back to Spurs. It's never going to happen. And it is happening. One hundred percent. It is just yeah. insane. And and it. I I, I worry. See, I say I worry because like I'm. I don't watch much uh, Spanish football, hardly, hardly any. So I, I obviously I've watched I've watched a little bit, you know, and I've watched the Champions League final. So I've you know seen him play for, for Real Madrid, but I know he's not going to be the same player that left us yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, and, and that, I, that's that's something people need to put in the backs of their minds. He's mm. not. He ain't that kid who hits it past someone and then burns them. Yeah, I mean, remember that night you destroyed Mykon's career? Oh God, it was just it, it was unreal, wasn't it? It was absolutely yeah. unreal. It was, but the thing the thing that he has still got in spades is uh, one, just the the quality on the ball, etc. Two, his ability to hit a shot from thirty to forty yards. Um, I don't know about you, but if I'm a central defender in England, right, and I've got Gareth Bale starting in the same team as Harry Kane. And let's just imagine you throw Sonny in there as well, right? <laughs> You're a central defender. You think to yourself, right, Bell's on the ball. Now, do I go to him in the knowledge that if Kane gets past me and into the box and 99% of the time Kane in the box scores? Or do I stand off keeping Kane quiet, knowing that 99% when Gareth Bell's given space around the edge of the box, he drills it into the top corner? Yeah. Oh, look. He's passed it left to Sonny, who we all forgot about, and he's just curled it in. Bloody yeah. hell. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, do you, know um, you you said this last week, Sam, didn't you? You was talking about it last yeah. week on the podcast, the fact that, yeah. you know, you, you, you forget that with, with players, because they're focused on Harry Kane, it allows Sonny yeah. to play. And now you throw Gareth Bale into the mix, it's just, yeah. it, it, it has potential to frighten the daylights out of defenders, doesn't it? It does. And it also just adds this balance back to the squad that Jose was talking about, which is he is a manager. You know, every every manager is different. And Mauricio Pochettino kind of had a system. He had a way of playing and he brought players in to that system, to that way of playing. He didn't have like, um, you know, three, four strikers on the books. Cause it's like, I only ever play with one and mm. I play with wide forwards who can cover. You know, that was his way of doing it. And his philosophy was we play well enough like this, we'll win. You know, it doesn't matter who we're up against, we will play well enough to win. Jose has a much more kind of, right, who are we playing this week? Okay, we will do this to beat them. Um, And because of that, he wants a squad where he's got the options. Now, Ben Davis, everyone's, I know a lot of people don't like Ben, I do, but Jose Mourinho likes Ben, and I think the reason why he likes him is because he's a tenacious little sod, Let's put it that way. <laughs> but he can cover as a left-sided central defender as part of a three. And he can play full-back, left-back. Well, you know, he's a Premier League-level player. I know people are going to say, oh, you know, not good enough for wanting to win Champions League and stuff. But that's possibly the case. But Premier League level, yes, very much at a Premier League level. If you look at that and you think, okay, well, that means you could go to a back three with Ben. And you could play a back three with, you know, Toby, Sanchez for the pace, or Tanganga, or, or, you know, Dyer in there, depending on the physicality of who you're up against. And then you could play wing-backs. You know, the new guy coming in at left-back from Madrid, 
Uh, Doherty at right back. It looks like unless an offer comes in for Aurier in the next couple of weeks, he could be staying as well. So all of a sudden you've got options all over the place. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what he was really pushing for. And going forward, I mean, Lucas, um, you know, Lucas, uh, Bergwijn, Lamella, you know, that's your substitute front free now all of a sudden mm. <laughs> um which which when you think about where we were squad options wise when he arrived and i think you said it a while back which is when you're trying to improve the squad aim to improve the first team and then that improves the squad you know <laughs> yeah sure yeah. um so so that to me it just kind of the, the business is being done has been pretty good you know addressing holes in the team I think you could always look at our squad right now because we went those three, four, five windows basically without making the improvements we needed. And you could say, that's great, now add this. You know, you could always add things. I think uh, um, a fair few people are talking about the creativity in the team. Now Ericsson's gone. How do we replace that? We should be looking to replace that. I think if a player of that ilk came up and was available, I think the club would look at it. But I think right now... You know, they're they're signing this left back was because it became an option. You know, they weren't going out looking for a left back. We got young Dennis Serkin, you know, at left back. You you Jose rates Ben Davis is there. So the fact that we're signing this this lad, I think, is because of the opportunity arose to do it. Um, Gareth Bale. I mean, you're basically signing a superstar, a world class player. You know, when the opportunity for that to happen comes up, you don't turn that down. No, and and the thing is, like you know, we spoke about how Bale can affect things on the pitch, but yeah. I, th- I think it's it's far more than that, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's far it's far more than that. You know, I know I know we can't go to games still at the moment, which is really ridiculously frustrating. But yeah. hopefully, that's something that can happen, you know, sooner rather than later. But you you imagine just you know. Being being in the ground with, with you know the excitement with the fans with, with Bell being back and yeah. just just in general I mean like I, I said this to you before we we started recording that I've been feeling really down the last few days you know yeah. uh, what. Um, you know, I watched the last three episodes of the uh, the thing that we t- uh, the, the documentary we we'll talk about later, and yeah. you know, I was rem- being reminded of just some dire times, you know, pre-coronavirus <laughs> yeah. lockdown and. You know, obviously the first game of the season, disappointing game against Everton when it looked like the team just didn't care. It's like, here we go again, it's going to be another season. And it's just given us all a massive lift, hasn't it? We're buzzing as Tottenham fans. We're absolutely buzzing. And and it, and it's and it's more than just Gareth Bale on the pitch. He's having him back at the club, having that guy was, like, yeah. in a Spurs shirt again. You know, just, it has given everybody. Look, I mean, I I can't I can't remember a more fun time I had on like Twitter and around Spurs social media than I did the other day when it started to leak that it was a possibility. Yeah. Um, because it was it was kind of like um, I don't know. Would you would you kind of like I'm trying to think of the right way of putting it, but it's it's kind of like you, you don't believe it because of all the reasons you know that it can't happen, mm. you know. And and it mm. was only two months ago his agent was asked, and his agent was like, "Look, I'm not going to help Bale sign for Tottenham again. I'm an Arsenal fan." You know, he was, <laughs> right, kind of, yeah, yeah. He, he was like completely dismissive. Now, I I think I don't know if I said it on the podcast or not. I know I've been thinking it for a while, but I was kind of like he, he's kind of played a blinder. 
Bale's agent and Bale from the point of view of drilling it into Madrid of, do you know what? I'm happy to stay. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. you're paying me all this money. I love my golf. I love my house. My family are happy. I've got two years left on my contract. If you don't want to pick me, never mind. I'll go to train. I'll be a professional. I'll go home. I'll sit on the bench. I'll sit in the stands. I'll do what you want me to do. And I'll collect my money. <laughs> and, you know, and, and by putting that out there, it left the Real Madrid hierarchy in this kind of like, oh, hell. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he really isn't going to leave. Yeah. And then they were kind of forced in this position where they had to do a deal with somebody. And by all accounts, and I mean, I know more of this will come out, but by all accounts at the moment, we were in talks for the left back and the idea of Bale coming back kind of got floated in the conversation. And Daniel Levy kind of made it clear, like, look, if we're even going to have a discussion about this, you've got to be aware we ain't paying, we can't pay the wages you're paying him. Mm. Um, and then what happened was Bale's agent, etc., were involved. And basically, Bale made it abundantly clear, if I'm going to leave, it's to Tottenham. If it's not Tottenham, I'm happy in Madrid. Right. And by exerting that pressure, they've done a deal. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I mean, you know, his agent, his agent's paid a blinder, really, because his client's still getting that money for the next couple of years. Um, and, you know, we we get... And Bale gets to play. I mean, European Championships next summer. Um, you know, he wants to play. You know, he wants to play games. So... Do you know, it's, it's interesting... Nice. Yeah, and do you know what's really interesting as well? I know you you, you just spoken about possibly what the what the, the discussions uh, would have sounded yeah. like, uh, and I know we're going to call him the left back until I'm going to call him the left back until we know how to pronounce his name. Call him Reg. Reg. Let's call him Reg. Right. U I L O at Reg. Right. Reg. Right. But don't you think it's it's interesting? Look, you know, we we talk about how hard Levy is when it comes to. Um, negotiations, but he's conceded something huge, which was the reason why yeah. they called their interest off with Manchester United, which is the fact that there's yeah. a, it looks like there's a buyback clause on there. Now that's not something that Levy normally no, puts up he, with. He he never does that, and it, it makes you wonder about the kind of wider. I don't know whether it's you know it's part of the wider negotiations, part of like a kind of bigger deal going on. Um, you know. Real Madrid needed to get as much wages off their books for this season as possible. Selling a player, I don't think he's on massive money, but selling a player and also, you know, getting half of Bale's wages, or I think it's less than half actually, but getting about forty percent of his wages off the book is huge for them. Mm. You know that that makes a big difference. Um, it might even free up enough, you know, with uh, Hamas Rodriguez going to Everton as well. It might even free up, free up enough for them to actually look to sign somebody, which is what they wanted to do. Um, it's kind of because it kind of I, I think I put on Twitter. I said, look, this could be an over oversimplification, but it's this not basically like a glorified loan, you know? <laughs> We're yeah. buying this guy, but they can buy him back next summer. You know, it, it kind of feels like oh, okay, well. In essence, we're buying him for twenty-seven. They buy him back for thirty-five. Yeah, we've made a few quid, but we've just developed a player for him for a mm. year. Mm. I'm, I'm guessing the thinking is, you know, the player is the player who needs them or want to make the move. So you sign him. He does well in England. Enjoys the football in England. Enjoys living in London. You know, in a year's time, Real Madrid might well come knocking and say, "Hey, we want to activate that clause," and the player might go, "No, I'm good. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of factors involved, or he might have an awful time, and we might be thankful that you know there's mm. this clause that they're going to take him back to Spain. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's strange. You know, when I when I heard it, I was like, well, that ain't going to happen because Levy never agreed to it. Yeah. But no, no, it, it appears he has. It, it just it feels to me like there's it's part of a bigger picture. Like they're negotiating for those two player players, and it it feels like. To get the big deal done, you know, both of them, there's been some concessions on all sides. Right, yeah. It's it's interesting as well, because I know you, you talked about social media and uh, yeah. f- f- watching the developing story on there. And it's yeah. it's quite... I found, uh, quite I've, got, I've got quite a lot of pleasure from watching how salty some Manchester United fans are. Oh, about yeah, big time. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty upset. You know, and there's been a lot of... Spurs aren't no big club. Why they go in there? Bell's passed it apparently. This other guy's useless. But you can imagine if they'd have got him, it would be completely different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> they're very salty. They're, they're, they're giving Liverpool fans a run for their money at the moment. The last last yeah, few I days. Mean, uh, my my favourite tweet I saw was um, <laughs> we we as a club wouldn't agree to those clauses due to our profile. Oh, okay. And I'm like, really, <laughs> really. With Sir Alex Ferguson there, you probably, yeah, all right, I'd go with that. Yeah, you're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Not right now you're not. No. <laughs> you know? I, I know you've got the recent history, etc., in, in your profile, but you've been more Europa League than Champions League for the last five, six years. Um, you don't have... So, yeah, no, I, I just kind of thought, yeah, that's really up your own ass. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of feels like Daniel Levy's really taking advantage of that. Yeah. It's kind of like come in at the last minute and gone. Do you know what? Yeah, we'll take that deal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Um, and it's unlike him. Like I said, it's really unlike him. Yeah, but perhaps. And and here's another thing as well, which is something that um, uh, I, I can't think of it is, but a journalist did a, a great write up of kind of how Levy's moved to try and do these deals and kind of saying. Um, Tottenham fans won't recognise, you know, this type of dealing from Daniel Levy, um, and could this be a sign of a change of attack because of Jose Mourinho? And it is a point of view that I've not thought of before, which is, up until this window, any time we were doing transfer business, resale was kind of in Daniel Levy's mind, and we all knew it. We wouldn't sign a player over like twenty three, twenty four. We were always looking to try and grab a bargain from the French league. You know, we were always trying to sign somebody that Mauricio Pochettino could develop in the hope that they would develop into something special and we could win something. Mm. The signings that have been made in this window, I don't think any of them have really got a resale value. I mean, Hoybier's 25, 26. We're about to get probably his peak years. Uh, Doherty's 28 turning 29. So again... Uh, Joe Hart, of course. I mean, I mean, I think he's fifty now. Got 51, 52. <laughs> Sorry but, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feels like he's been around a long time. But anyway, yeah. you know, Joe Hart's no spring chicken. I know we got him on a free, but again, it's a signing of experience. Um, you look at also, um, you know, the players coming in. Uh, Serge, you know, Sergio Reg, as we're going to call him. <laughs> He is younger, he's 23, but then they've got that buyback clause. So again, it it feels to me a bit more like Jose. Jose's kind of thing is, I'm, I'm here to win now. Yeah. Jose doesn't go into a club to build a dynasty. He's never been in a club really longer than three, maybe four seasons maximum. 
So Jose comes in to win, and he's basically gone to Daniel Levy and goes, look, you've hired me, you're paying me the money to win things, this is what I need to win things, and I need to win now. Yeah, there's no point buying a player for Jose who's going to hit his peak form in five years. No mm. point at all. Mm. Because, you know, he's not going to be there. And, and I say that with kind of... Not in any malice towards Jose Mourinho, but that's how he operates. He goes into a club with a view of, I am here to win trophies now, not five seasons' time. Whereas, um, you know, Mauricio, for example, and because of Mauricio, I think a lot of fans are kind of conditioned into that now. You know, we had five or six years of constantly it being about the greater good of the club. Mm. Um, The emphasis in this window appears to be win a trophy. Yes. Do you know what's missing, Sam? Go for it. Project. That's the worst word that's missing yeah, from project, Mourinho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's because he don't have one. It, it, no. His project is to win a trophy. That's yeah. It. And he's not thinking of you know a lot of people say oh like when he leaves your club he'll leave it in a mess. It's like well, but potentially because he's signing players to win something now, which potentially means you have to evolve the squad again when he leaves, and and that's kind of fine because. What we need to do as a club desperately is to get back into some sort of winning habit or get into some sort of almost like get the monkey off our backs, you know, break the hoodoo, break this kind of, you know, what the hell's going on. And this season definitely, you know, needs to happen, but it needs to happen for two seasons in a row. And I'll tell you why it needs to happen for two seasons in a row is because if we win anything this year, it's going to be, oh, the year ended in a one, Tottenham win a trophy. Mm. and ridiculous as this sounds because that's kind of like a fun thing all Tottenham fans quite enjoy that actually will play a real psychological bum note with the squad because it's like oh yeah the year ended in a one that's why Mm. I know that sounds really oversimplified and stupid but it kind of gives everyone this out you know it's kind of like Tottenham haven't suddenly started winning stuff it's just the year ended in a one they get lucky yeah you yeah. know, if we win stuff this season, like, you know, even just one trick, let's say we win the FA Cup this season, then next season we win something else, like the league, just just a continuation, pick up trophies. All of a sudden, the mentality in the, in the club shifts. You've got guys like Harry Kane who are like, I am winning stuff at Tottenham. Mm. Where's my mm. new deal? Do, mm. do you see what I mean? It, yeah. And it shifts everything. Everything suddenly becomes a different proposition. Um, but I can only imagine that the players in the squad watching the news that Gareth's going to be joining them, you've got to be walking like a couple of inches taller, haven't you? You've got oh, to be completely. feeling that kind of, yes, you know, this is this means something. Yeah. And it gives that little lift to the players. I know it's given a massive lift to the fan base. Yeah, completely. Uh, You've only got to spend a few minutes going through our comments on the page. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still a few of the negative shits because... Some people are still negative. Um, you know, the, the believe it when I see it brigade. You, you, it's um, a sort. It's yeah. a sort of people that they'll win the lottery and then they'll complain that they lost this before. They'll complain that their their, their lottery wins coming as a check form. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> what I've got as a check? <laughs> or, or, or oh, do you know what? I won fifty million quid and they took five hundred grand in tax. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can't believe they won five hundred. <laughs> Yeah, you, you poor guy. I mean, that's horrific for you. How will you ever live off the 49.5 million you have remaining? I know, right? Um, But yeah, some people are never happy. They're normally from Northern Ireland. And I can say that because that's where my family's from. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just, mate, it's funny that there's the positivity because 
after that Everton game, I was going through the comments from people and I was kind of like going, yeah, I get it. I, I feel exactly the way you do. I can't, you know, there's no kind of debate in any of this. There's no kind of, oh, come on, be fair. And I, th- I think at one point I did say, look, one bad performance, one bad result doesn't make a season. You know, let's get this game, let's put this game to bed and move on. But it took me a good 12 hours I think to get there I was really mm. quite despondent <laughs> yeah yeah no, uh, but, the bail, but the bail stuff and everything um, I'll tell you something that did make me laugh and I think I've sent this to you so um, I saw a tweet and the tweet said uh, I wonder if Mauricio Pochettino's regretting going undefeated against Everton one loss to them and it's like fucking Christmas out of the way <laughs> so true though isn't it yeah <laughs> It's true. He, he he never lost to Everton as Tottenham manager. Jose loses to him once, and it's like, right, you need Gareth Bale. It's <laughs> I'll go get him. It's brilliant. I'll go I, get him for you. Yeah, yeah. I sent you one, didn't I? That, uh, that I saw as well. And apparently they 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 they're calling Zidane a genius, aren't they? Because they they yeah. sent he sent Rodriguez to Everton so they could beat us, so that we'd want to go yeah. for Bale and get him at the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zidane's like you know. The, the the blow fell from James Bond just sat there stroking the cat like yes all, all of my dance dance my puppets dance <laughs> yeah bonjour um uh, so anyway what I want to do is I want to go to the questions from our Facebook page we put a post out there like we do all the time um but before I do that I I did get an email this week and and I've got an email which is going to make you laugh okay um you okay. ready for this I'm not going to read out who sent it. But the person who sent it, you know it's you. And it's not because I can't pronounce your name either. Um, Okay, Matt says, Hi Sam and Matt, just want to say absolutely love the show. I listen and have listened to every episode and I'm actually about to go back and to listen to a couple again. The reason for this is I'm fairly confident that in one of the episodes, I believe episode 97, Sam clearly says if Tottenham were to re-sign Gareth Bale, he would get a tattoo. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I'm going to find this audio. I'm going to find a way of proving it. And then I'd like to nominate a tattoo of simply having bail between your shoulder blades like it would appear on his shirt. Like it would appear on his shirt. I won't make you get the number because who knows what number he's going to pick. But definitely that's what you need. Kind regards. Um, he signed it asshole. I don't know what that's about. No, um, <laughs> Now, there, there has been rumblings that this audio exists. Um, I, I personally can't remember it. But I, I'm ever so sorry to say that in a freak accident, episode 97 has been deleted from the server. <laughs> I, I have no idea how that's happened. It's disappointing for me and for you. But as we will never find the evidence, ever find the evidence of that being said, I think we could all just move on. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I'm also going to agree because of the fact that I, have reneg- I went back on a promise to get a toad in so, you did, yeah. you did, but I, I wasn't going to bring that up, to be honest with you. I was just, I've, I've got it stored. In case you turned on me, I had it there. I had it there. But no, no, I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. But um, anyway, it's time to go to our Facebook page. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. Okay, so we've got plenty on here. Um, you ready for this one? I'm going to let you take the first one. Is it going to be? Is it a lot? A lot of mentions of Bell. I'm hoping that it is because I'm like talking about it, but no, it's not. Oh, All right. that's quite interesting. Oh, no, I'll, I'll find I'll find you a different one because I feel <laughs> bad now. 
I'll do it in order. The first on, one was from Pete Thompson, who says, was going to ask a question on the lines of last week's, however, it seems there's no point in winding you up any longer as it <laughs> seems to be happening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Could you do a roundup of what's going on in the Academy and loan updates, please? Um, yeah. Um, well, as of a few minutes ago, I, I've had a thing come up on my phone. I don't know if it's been announced yet, but Jack Rolls has joined Burton Albion on loan for the, I think, for the rest of the season. Um, just so everyone knows, hashtag Jack Rolls, he scores goals. Um, he was at Cambridge last season, which I think was League Two. Uh, this is a League One loan, so you know, moving on up. Uh, but yeah, Burton Albion for the season. As long as he gets games, that's a great loan for him, and I really, really hope he gets games, and I really hope he he continues to develop. Um, Oliver Skip uh, made his Championship debut and got voted Man of the Match. There is a rumor going round that they did the vote on Twitter, and Tottenham fans hijacked it. <clears throat> <laughs> I will admit I voted for him, <laughs> but he was great. He genuinely was very, very good. If you if you type his name into Twitter, you'll see the Norwich fan reaction to his performance. So that was actually really nice to read. Uh, Troy Parrott looks like he's shaking off his injury and should be available for Millwall this weekend. And TJ Ioma um, is performing brilliantly for Lincoln. The Lincoln manager came out and said he's a quiet lad but dedicated um, and he's performing brilliantly and he can play in multiple multiple positions for us. Uh, he seems to be their first choice central defender at the moment, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Um, news out of the academy at the moment, it's a bit of a strange time because we got a lot of players in the under-23 squad who really should be going out on loan. But I get the impression they're being kept around because of this nutty schedule we've got coming up. Mm. Um, possibly when that's done, we'll see like a real outgoing, you know, of loans and maybe a couple of them permanently. Um, there was some really quite sad news that I, I was told today is that, and again, I don't know if the club have confirmed this yet or if it's out there, but uh, Jamie Bowden's done uh, is quite badly injured. Um, he's going to be out for a couple of months, which is a real shame because I think he might have got some game time. If not, um, hang on, let me just check the message I got and I will tell you exactly what it said. Uh, but yeah, it's a real shame because he was training with the first team. Um, so I was kind of expecting him to feature in the League Cup and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, it's a medial knee ligament injury. Picked it up in training. Um, yeah, he's expected to be out for two to three months. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a real gutter. Um, yeah. The only other bit of academy news I got is Dennis Sirkin, the academy left back who's been involved with the first team, is set to have a contract talks. I think the club are looking to tie him down and then loan him out. Um, but that's just my opinion based on that. But no, there you go. I don't have anything else more interesting to say. Tune in next week to see if I do. <laughs> uh, the next one is from Matthew Fleming. Hi, Matthew. Lovely to hear from you again. How concerned are you after the Everton performance? For me, it looked like we weren't match fit, couldn't press properly, and we seriously missed La Celso. I've got to stop doing that. It is La Celso. Celso apparently is the Spanish. He's Argentinian. It's La Celso. So that's that's on me. Um, seriously missing the Celso for creativity. Um, how concerned were you after the Everton performance, Matt? Yeah, uh, I mean, we just it, the attitude didn't look right, and uh, I know obviously we I know we didn't mention it when we were talking about um uh, the two guys that are coming from Real Madrid, but uh, 
I don't think there's anything to it, but there was big rumours about uh, uh, Delhi going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So clearly things aren't right at, uh, with Delhi, Delhi and uh, Mourinho's relationship. And I don't know. It's interesting because you know, like you know, watch that all or nothing documentary, and you see a bit of an insight into the into the players, you know, away from yeah. when, what you see on the pitch. But it, it just it just it did seem like this there was something wrong with the attitude like you know it just they just didn't seem there wasn't the intensity and after watching that program and how much Mourinho puts into them digression and wow what happened you know like where yeah. where was it, that that we was all expecting it was bizarre well I think it's an interesting thing because if that game becomes an isolated thing like say you know we're playing Lokomotiv Plovdiv and the team look up for it I know the opposition is not going to be the same quality but if they look up for it, look more energised, then we play Southampton of the weekend and we put in a much better performance, hopefully win, mm. then I think we can perhaps look at what happened against Everton and actually kind of go with what Mourinho said, which is he had members of his squad test positive for COVID, which then had to isolate and couldn't train. He had members of the squad, for example, like Harry Kane, who had to come back and quarantine, so he literally trained once with the team before the game. You know, he was kind of, and everyone kind of went, oh, he's making so many excuses and stuff like that. And I do get where people are coming from with that. And I look, 100%, directly after the game, I was in bits about it. I was so angry just because I, you know, you're going to play the first game of the season. You want the team to at least look like they give a crap, you know? Yeah. And they, they just, none of them looked like they cared. They just like went through the motions. I think... Lucas Moura put in the most sprints. You know, the new signings just didn't didn't look like they were fit enough. And it was like, what the hell, guys? You know, you've had a pre-season. What's going on? Um, if we just keep picking up, getting better and better and better, then I'd kind of go, yeah, he did make a load of excuses, but it looks like he was telling the truth. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from watching that documentary and, and watching his press conferences, the one thing I'd say about Jose, people say he throws people under the bus, he makes excuses. What I've learned is he's actually telling the truth a mm. lot of the time. Now, it's his point of view, of course it is, but when you see that little bit of insight behind the scenes and then you remember the stuff that was going on and what he was saying publicly at the time, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I see where he was coming from now, you know. There was that one instance where he was in a press conference talking about how you know he had he had like seven players available and he had to try and build from the rest. And then you see behind the scenes where the physio is saying to him, "Look, you've got the Celso and um, uh, Lucas available, but they are so fatigued. We are genuinely worried if they try and sprint, they're going to do their muscles." Mm. So he's like, "Right, so I can put them on the bench, but I can't pick them." And he was like, "Yeah." And I remember watching games going, why put them on the bench if you can't, you know, what are you doing, Jose? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now we know like that he's got the physio in his ear saying to him, like, look, they are last, 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 last resort because we genuinely are concerned the minute they try and do a sprint that, you know, they're, they're in trouble. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of interesting. So after the Everton game, how concerned was I? I'll, I'll be concerned if that continues. If we look like that against Lokomotiv Plovdiv, we look like that against Southampton, I'll be concerned. As a one-off game, I can kind of go, a lot of factors went into that being crap. Let's, you know, let's draw a line under it and we'll get our own back on them at Goodison Park later in the year. Yeah, uh, sure. But we'll, you know, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I do think we were missing the cell. So, 
Uh, Mark Ivy says, with Bale and uh, Reggie <laughs> just about sorted, our left and right side look dangerous again. If Undombele and Latelso can get up and running, we could be unstoppable going forward. Um, yeah, it's certainly positive. I still feel we need help in central defence. We need legs. Um, it's quite the statement from Mark. What, what do you think about central defence? Do you think we need to sign someone to add in there? I mean, we've got Eldevero, Dyer, Tanganga and Sanchez. Do you think... Oh, and, and currently, Juan Foyth. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he... Only my opinion, but I don't think he, he rates Foyth, does he, uh, Mourinho? Doesn't but uh, to, no. no. but yeah, I, I don't think we need to. I think that's, that's four good centre-backs. Mm. I think I think we're right. I, I, I don't think it's a position and we're like god we're just desperately another one you know i don't yeah. i don't i don't see that at all I, I i think it's like one of those you know if you, if you were writing your kind of shopping list you'd go right striker defensive midfielder and a right back were essential um you know creative midfielder essential defender you know we're kind of like add-on left back kind of like add-ons if that makes sense yeah yeah uh, at least for, in my opinion anyway that would have been the way i would have done it so um, by all accounts, according to every journalist who has any insight into the club at all, once the two the deal with the two from Real Madrid is done, all attention turns to a striker. Yeah. Um, the striker hunt to me seems really bizarre. I don't know about you, but it's like we get linked every like couple of minutes almost to a different striker, and I, and I'm kind of like dismissing them like, well, we're being linked to everybody, but then at the same time pretty reputable sources are then coming out saying oh Tottenham have had an offer you know rejected or Tottenham have done this it kind of feels like we've got a list and we've just gone for all of them just yeah. to see which one sticks yeah yeah sure I mean um, I saw I saw recent um, saw earlier I don't know if you saw uh, only a couple of hours ago there was a lot of activity about us putting a bid in for Ings Danny Ings and yeah yeah Southampton uh, we've, we've made yeah we've made an inquiry for him and Southampton have said go away yeah basically yeah um, so yeah it, it's but you know, this close to the season, of course they're going to say go away. Yeah. You know, if if you'd, um, you know, we just negotiated with them for Hoybier KWP. If it had been raised in that conversation, there might have been a chat to have had. Mm. But you know, the, you know, the season started now. Why would they want to let their their best striker go? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, so it's a it's a bizarre thing to to think we've left it this late and we're clambering around like idiots. I mean, there was the guy from Italy. Um, everyone was convinced that was, you know, a few days ago, everyone was convinced that was going to be the one um, because we put in an offer for a, a seasoned loan covering 100% of his wages, 5 million loan fee, and then basically like a guaranteed 40-odd million to sign him after a year. Um, obviously, that's just Daniel Levy's way of trying to spread the cost in essence um, yeah but but no they, they rejected it today apparently this morning they said no we decided we wanted to stay uh i can't remember his name now rulion or something like that but you know it does just feel like we had this list and he's just gone like bang 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 you know someone accept something please yeah which is which kind of goes almost against the rest of our transfer business because I think it we've does, done quite yeah. well to you know like the well, everything else has been like precision strikes you yeah know? Like yes you read in the morning oh we've been linked with so and so and by the afternoon they're they're doing a medical and we're like yeah. what yeah <laughs> where yeah. did that come from I mean that this 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 bell one for example I mean it, yeah. it, it that is sounds precision I know obviously he had 
hasn't signed the loan, you know, but it sounds for all uh, intents and purposes it's going to be tomorrow that it's, they're going to unveil yeah. him. But you would have imagined that this would have been a sort of thing that dragged out for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. but it hasn't at all. It's just like, you know, no. the rest of it's been really impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. Just the striker hunt again, there's something, yeah, something strange about that. It's, it almost feels like we don't want to do it, which is bizarre. Yeah, I, but anyway, I. I was going to say, yeah, sure. I was going to say, Sam, that I, I, I know. I look. I don't know if this is a factor or not, but I, for me, it feels like a factor, and and it's just the um, the Harry Kane factor. You know, no, I know. Me and yeah. you have had loads of discussions. I know. What you, I know. Yeah, what we have. Yeah, and I know what your your opinion opinion is, and like you know, like you know, I think you said didn't you that you know a, a player shouldn't be looking and thinking, I'm going to play second fiddle to Harry Kane. You know, but yeah, I, it's it's just there. <laughs> There isn't, there isn't. I mean, unless we spend two hundred million pound on a player, it's not going to be a striker that's going to compete for, for the first team with Harry Kane. I know, I know they'll get plenty of games in the different competitions, but yeah. the big games, as long as Harry Kane's fit, they just won't play, would they? And they know that. They, no, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a factor. I, I don't know whether it's a factor or not because. I don't. Know. I mean, Jose did a thing about this the other day, and he was like, "If a striker says to me, oh, but I won't play Gov because of Harry Kane, I don't want him.'" He was basically like, "You know, if you're coming to a club and you're a striker, you come into the goal, okay? Harry Kane's the man. I'm going to learn from him. I'm going to train, and then I'm going to train harder than him. I'm going to perform better than him. And I'm the manager, you know, Jose, and that's what I want to see. And if I see that, no one's untouchable. And he's right to say that because." Harry Kane's a fantastic professional, but he has had no one keeping him honest, if you like, mm. for years. When he first burst into the scene, Harry Kane has said openly, I, I you know, I trained harder than you know, it's added by your soldados, like I trained harder than them, I went into tackles harder, I chased people, I did this, I did that. When they walked off and got into their hundred grand cars I stayed and did penalties I stayed and did this I did this I made sure everybody knew I was staying mm, yeah. <laughs> it was like everybody had to know I was there working I was working hard I was getting fair I got the chance in the Europa League and I scored and that was it then you know I made sure everybody knew I was scoring goals and I got the chance in the Premier League and the rest is history so you kind of want someone to come in with that kind of attitude that kind of yeah Kane's the man but what if I'm the man who dislodges the man you know what if I'm the guy who comes in and I'm better mm. it's kind of up to Jose really to kind of convince someone well not convince but just to put it to someone and go look no one's untouchable in this team you know Hugo Lloris is in goal but if he has a bad couple of games Gazaniga or Hart's coming in Toby Alderweireld's the central defender probably one of the first on a team sheet but if he has a couple of bad games someone else is coming in yeah sure um, and you know what he needs to get across is yeah Harry Kane's the striker of this club and one of the best in the world but if his form dips or if he starts you know fatiguing you're coming in and mm. and this is this is the point you know you, you've got a squad and it is a squad game and military Pochino used to talk about it you know it's not the 11 it's the whole squad it's how everybody's involved um, towards the end, he was kind of pinned into just picking the same eleven players all the time because of, because of the way the squad diminished. But Jose very much, I think, wants to have this squad, and he can go right. This game, we're playing this formation, so it's you guys. Not a reflection on anyone else. This is just this game. This is the team that's going to beat this team. Next week, you can play somebody different. It's a different formation entirely, different personnel. You know. Yeah, we've said this before, haven't we? That you know, 
Pochettino would have plan A and literally just his yeah. plan it, Plan A was it. As long as, as long as it was good, yeah, as yeah. long as we're good enough, we'll win. Yeah, yeah but, Marie, but like you said, like you said earlier, early you know, on, on this on this podcast, you know, Mourinho he he he, he plays he, he almost shapes his squad around who he's playing every week, doesn't he? Like he looks who he's yeah, playing, and that's how that's that's what dictates the squad he picks and the formation he plays and the tactics. You know, so certainly how it that, feels, having, yeah. yeah, having different players. You know, it, it, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, co- the competition you you think would help, but yeah. I, I don't know. I I just it's it's because it just does feel odd that all the other transfers have felt so uh, precise that this done, that yeah. this that this one is like you say. It doesn't. It's almost like you feel like we should have had a striker by now, and why haven't we? You know. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. agree. And that is that's the point. Uh, Nick Cook says good day from Sydney, lads. Good day, mate. Was almost, yeah, good day, mate. Uh, listen to your podcast on Friday on my 90 minute drive home from work. I love it. Keep up the good work. My question Do you believe that Jose is the right person to take the squad we have and keep them moving forward? Ooh, good question. Well, uh, we, we spoke about it earlier, didn't we? That M- Mourinho. It's, it's, no, it's no project with Mourinho. It's not like no. he's not he's not looking long term. He's not looking right. I want to make Spurs yeah. in ten years time a team that's just you know he, he just he wants to he, he, for, his, for Mourinho as selfish as it sounds, but obviously beneficial for us. It's all about his CV, I think. It, yeah, you know he, he wants he wants to be the guy to win trophies at Tottenham. He wants to prove the int washed up and done, mm. and he wants to walk away from the Tottenham job. Go and see. What Mauricio was there six years. How many managers were in there? I arrived. Boom. Trophies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Completely. Um, because yeah, the man's ego driven, without a doubt. Whether you warm to him, you hate him, his CV's phenomenal. You know, you you got to admit that. But he he knows it. <laughs> yeah. Was he said in the documentary? You know, I want to get your profile like Messi and Ronaldo, because you know, playing here with me and my profile's like. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Like, nice one, Jose. Uh, Mark Ivy uh, also says, "Oh, and see what happens when you sign Alex Morgan. Suddenly, everyone wants to come to Tottenham." <laughs> it's very good. Yes, um, it's a very good point. Uh, Tottenham women have signed quite literally a global megastar in Alex Morgan, as uh, a striker from America, won two women's World Cups and an Olympic gold medal, I believe. Um, phenomenal player, and she's going to be at Tottenham Women on loan for the rest of the season. So good luck to her. Uh, good luck to the ladies. Um, they actually lost one 0 to Everton at the weekend as well. It is Crap like weekend against Everton. Yeah, it is. It is the equivalent though of us signing Cristiano Ronaldo, isn't it? That's that is like yeah, the equivalent. Yeah, she yeah. is. Yeah, she is. She's got something like sixteen million followers, which I think is more than like all of our social media for the club put together. By the wow. way. Uh, Michael Joseph says, good afternoon, fellas and lady. Looks as we may have a couple more sign-ins. What impact do you feel this could have with some of our players? It seems Davis, Tangang and a few others may have to take a back seat and be backups. Obviously, competition for a spot is imperative. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think Bale could slot in at left back, take Davis' shirt for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, and... Honestly, like I said, and we were just saying this, so I won't go into too much detail, but um, me and Matt have just been talking about, with Jose, it's very much the squad. And I think the players that buy into that, and you'll soon know the ones that don't because he'll ship them off, but the players that buy into it, I think, will understand, you know, great, we've signed it. Because Davis isn't 
the same sort of player as Danny Rose was, for example. The lad was signing um, Reggie, as we're calling him. He is. He's a dynamic, likes to get forward and attacking fullback. You know, that's not really Ben Davis's play. Ben Davis likes to tuck in, likes to stay tight, likes to defend. Sort of guy that when he does get forced to charge over the halfway line gets a nosebleed, you know? Yeah. Um, mm. Which is great, and you need those players. And I think this is it. I think Ben Davis will look at that and go, great, you know? You know, for for the games we want a fullback bombing on, we got him. For the games the gaffer wants me to tuck in and do a job, I'm there, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I think a lot of it's down to the attitude. I think Tanganga's, um, based on everything I've seen in the documentary, Tanganga's just happy to walk into that training ground every day. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the kid is living his best life, um, but seems unbelievably humble, unbelievably determined. Um, I think he'll look at every player coming in is like woohoo, <laughs> and yeah. kind of I can learn, and mm. and like I think. I think Jan, uh, Jan said that, you know, the kid's like a sponge, you know, you just talk to him for a while and, you know, he just absorbs it, goes out, acts it, you know, lives it. So, yeah, I, I don't think they'll be discouraged by the players coming in. I think it'd give everyone a lift. Yeah, from a psychological point of view, I think it, especially the bow sign in, would be a massive psychological lift for the, for the players. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, okay, we're on to the last few here. Linton Ford says, on a scale of one bale to ten bales, how happy are you to have bale back? I'm oh. not talking about the Everton game. Is what it <laughs> uh, so on a scale of one bale to a ten bales, how are you? Oh, it's your ten. Bussing about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd say eleven because this bale goes to eleven. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very abstract joke for people who are old enough to get it. Um, yeah, I love that uh, film, by the way. Yeah, you and me both, mate. Um, but why don't you just make ten louder? Because this one goes to eleven. Um, Sorrel Church says, "Is it fair that Gaza has seemingly been dropped to number three? Um, interesting you say that because um, yeah Joe Hart made the bench in the opening game of the season but uh, based on an interview I saw with Gazaniga uh, an Argentinian thing it's like um, they're, they're all training they're all working hard together he, he says the energy that Joe's brought is really different to, to Michel um, he said Michel was basically a very quiet professional very serious in what he does he said but Joe's come in he's a very kind of got a very leadership take he's been working with the younger players a lot um, and he says Gazaniga's there with him he said as far as I'm concerned it's a competition he said and Jose and the goalkeeping coaches told all three of us including Hugo it's a competition guys <laughs> you know train hard and we will pick who we think's the the best one and then we will put whoever we think's the closest in it too. He said, but every week it could be different. So from from the players, the players certainly aren't treating it as there is a lot of rumours that if we get an offer for Gazaniga this good we will let him go. Um I think that's true. I I don't think the club are actively trying to sell him. I think they're happy with those three keepers. But I think if an offer does come in this that's good enough we would let him go. Um I don't know whether that answers the question or not really. But Gazaniga seems happy to fight. He seems happy to be there. And he seems to be under the impression he's not number three. He's part of the goalkeeping squad. Yeah. I, I know I know. Um, we had a lot a lot of discussions. Um, was it a couple of seasons ago, wasn't it, where Lloris was making a lot of mistakes? And yeah, did, there was a yeah. lot of people calling for, for Gazaniga to be... Um, the number one keeper, especially yeah. like he, he made his debut against Palace, if I remember right, at, at Wembley, and kept a clean sheet and had a decent game. Yep. 
But I, look, I, 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 he, he, he seems a good character, and I think he's a decent keeper. I think he's a decent keeper. But yeah. I, I still wouldn't, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, because people say he's young, and I bet he's like, what, 26, 27, 20, I don't know, I think he's yeah, coming up to no, mid to late he's, 20s he's not, now. he's not young. He's not a young <laughs> keeper anymore, yeah. yeah. So, look, I, 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 I like the guy, but if someone come in and put a £10 million bid in for him, a team, a club bid for that £10 million and yeah. Spurs accepted it, I, I wouldn't be that upset. And, and I know that sounds mean, no. I really do, I know that sounds mean, but... I, I, I like him, but I, I don't think he's ever going to be. It, it, no. if, if he ever become our number one, I don't think that's the level that we should be at goalkeeper wise. You know, and, no, and, and I, I agree I'm trying to say that yeah, as I a nice way as possible. You know. Yeah, and 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 I and I'd say the same uh, with with the greatest respect and I will to Joe Hart. I I put those two mm. in a similar bracket. Joe Hart with the more experience, though. Yeah, um, sure. You know, he's older, older. He's got the more experience, the winning uh, international experience as well, but. Uh, Gazaniga gets the opportunity to go to a club and be first choice. I think he and us should be all over that. It should yes. be allowed to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, the last one then is from Tom Perks. Tom says, "How many shirts with bail on the back do we need to sell to pay this money um, for him over the next season? Seventy-five pound a shirt. I make that about one hundred and seventy-three thousand shirts." There's a common mis- misconception with shirt sales that the club get the money. They don't. Um, with Tottenham, Tottenham negotiated a very, very small percentage of every shirt sold does come back to Tottenham. But the reason why Nike pay us money to be our kit manufacturer is that they then sell the shirts and they keep the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, they don't pay us like 20 odd million quid just for the joy of making them. And then we get to keep the 70 odd quid as well. It don't work like that. They, they pay us the money, but on the basis that they think they'll make that money back by selling them, which is why the more successful clubs get the bigger deals because they're going to sell more shirts. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of a common misconception that, but, uh, I think there will be Nike people very happy about Bale signing because I I already know several adults that are going to be rushing to get Bale on the back of their shirt, let oh, alone kids. Yeah, hands up! I'm going to get a home shirt with Bale on on the back as well. And what I would say as well Bless is, you. yeah, no, I mean, look, I we I, I, the guys by coming back. I mean, he was a legend when he was playing with us before, and I was. Broken hearted when he left, absolutely broken hearted, gutted. You know, not not anywhere on the level of Judas when he left. That just that destroyed yeah. me for a while. But it, I was still kind of just, oh man, this is killing me. You know, so to see him come back, and it's a bit. I was thinking about this earlier. We've had quite a lot, especially in recent years. We've had a lot, a lot of uh, forwards leave and come back uh, for a second stint. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of Sheringham, Klinsman, uh, Keane. Like you know. Players have come back and have had yeah, second second have. stints with us, and it almost f- for me it will it, it eradicates the pain of him leaving. I know it, obviously he left seven years ago, but it, I felt similar. I know we, I've had this conversation with you before as well. We're sharing him. We're sharing him. Left. I felt just distraught. But when I think yeah. back to sharing him now, I don't think of the heartache. I think like you know he he came back. He, you know he he showed that he did love the club and he came back. And and, it, and it's the same with with Klinsman as well. I mean, I was, I was gutted when he went. Yeah, he came back and he kept us up that season. So yeah. I just think it, it just means now in in ten years time, I'm going to look back 
and and see Bow in a completely different light now. I'm not going to see the name Bow and think, oh, you know, just it's going to remind me of that time he left. Now we've got it. We're getting him back, you know, and this is going to be my my memory of him. And I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I, I was going to say to you, Sam, just before I forget as well. I mean, I know the question was saying about how many shirt sales, and I know obviously you explained yeah. that we don't we don't get money from it. But I think it was you that said that when we loaned uh, Danny Rose out last season to Newcastle, we got uh, we got two was it a two million pound fee for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so look when you when you think about it, like uh, over the, with, the, with the wages, it looks like Real Madrid. It's almost like they're charging a twenty million pound fee, basically, aren't they? Like you know, in essence, yeah. yeah, in essence. So like you can have Danny Rowe for two million, you can have Gareth Bale for twenty million, ten times the amount. Is it, is more than ten times a, uh, the influence that Danny Rose? I think, I'm, I'm not, in, not in his prime, maybe where Danny Rose is now. You know, I think yeah, it's I 20, 20 million pound well spent, mate. You know? No, 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 no. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. It is now time. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about the the final three episodes of All or Nothing. If you haven't watched episode seven, eight, and nine yet, then obviously this is the time to say goodbye. So long, farewell, Afuida, saying goodbye, all that crap. Um. If you have watched, or if you don't care and you're just going to listen anyway, great, continue. But if you are off, goodbye. We'll speak to you soon. Make sure you save it here and then you can listen after watching it. If you're still with us, um, mate, I found episode seven really, really tough to watch. It was like reliving the worst part of that season for me. It was like right before lockdown and it ended with that game... In Germany, which I know you went to, yes. Um, but for me, that couple of weeks, uh, those games, and reliving that behind the scenes, seeing the, the kind of pain the squad was in as well, I found that awful. I really didn't need to be reminded of that. That was tough. <laughs> yeah, do, do you know? Do you know? I mean, if you, if you ever listen to the go back and listen to the podcast in in March, you know, we we are both of us are, are down in the dumps, you know, and and you can see why because we we were just awful. And you know, I, I think you know, you mentioned the fact I was in Germany watching the Leipzig game. I could see. I, I got. I, I, it's only I've only been to as you know. I've only been to sort of uh, a, a couple of uh, away European games, and so I've not got much experience of it, but. I just like I. It was good that I was there. I, you know, I kind of like meeting up with people, having a beer, and I, we saw the team coach go to the hotel, and it's quite exciting. We were one nil down. There was, as as we were reminded of on the show, we were just on our last legs when it came to injuries and players left. But there was still a kind of a bit of hope. But I mean, being sitting in the stadium and you, the actually you, you get a bit of a feel for it because I know they they obviously use different. Uh, camera angles and different sound but there's that raw like of German energy there you know and I think as soon as I heard that I just thought we are just going to get destroyed and it it almost felt inevitable it was like we we can't we can't get a draw let let, alone a win for love nor money and we're coming up against this energy of this team and these fans you know and yeah, I just I remember leaving. The, I think I left the, the ground before the third goal went in, and I can remember hearing the cheer. And I, I wasn't staying; I, I was staying at a hotel or an apartment that wasn't that far from the ground. So I just walked back to the apartment, and I just remember just walking back, thinking, "I've just had enough, man. I've had enough. It's just, <laughs> it's, honestly, this just it doesn't feel any worse than this." And 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 yeah. I know. I know that we were struggling in the league, so it was almost it felt inevitable as well that there'd be no Champions League football next season as well, and yeah. it, it felt like the end of an era. 
You know, it's like I don't think yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm hoping. I know we've obviously mentioned about our hope for this coming season, but yeah, I just I hope we get it back soon. Champions the, League football, you know. Yeah, I mean, episode seven made me relive all of that. <laughs> you yeah, know, it, it was, was it was depressing. I, it was just I, depressing. Yeah. yeah. Then we get on to episode eight, where I'm kind of a bit giddy because I'm like. We were featuring in this episode, and then this bloody Stefan's voice comes beaming <laughs> out over it. Ruined it for me. Uh, git. Um, but episode eight covered, um, obviously, COVID and lockdown. Mate, didn't you think that episode was fascinating? Yeah, because did you know what? Watching that... it, knowing that lockdown happened, but we're mm. watching it with all the uncertainty of all the players, like, well, what's going to happen? We're still coming in the train. Harry Kane, like, led the team into a meeting, like, look, we're all now concerned because you're making yeah. us come in here every day and we're worried about our families and stuff. It was, it was I, I found episode eight compelling. Yeah, I love the fact the fitness guy as well, when you're going to come to a point where you're going to wish you were coming in every day. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know, don't complain about it. as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely but, 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 spot on. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, here I am after being so like depressed after episode seven thinking, come on, give me episode eight, give me something to like feel joyous yeah. about. And then Boris Johnson comes on, and I was like, oh, for God's sake, take me back to episode seven, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll mean, I tell you what, I'll tell you what did happen in episode eight, which amazed me. You know, they kept uh, playing the news footage, obviously Johnson and like the news readers talking about what was going on. I actually proper got goosebumps. When they read out the schools will close at five p.m. or you know yeah. schools will close tomorrow, I, I genuinely had like a visceral reaction. Like the hairs on my arms went up. I was like, oh wow, yeah. This I is yeah, it, it, felt, it felt like we like you know when you watch um, like a film like Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, that was yeah. that was what we was watching. But we lived. Through, I mean, I know obviously yeah, we're, I know. we're not we, the other, we've, we've not like, the other end yet, but we lived through it. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. but do, do you know what? I made Brilliant. I made a couple of notes on uh, episode eight, and I want to see yeah, what your yeah. take is on this because I just found it incredible. Please. Right, when Delhi when Delhi said I made beans, and I was thinking, how do you make? Oh beans? my god! Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad you brought that up. I uh, w- right. First of all, number one, Delhi behind the scenes. Every squad needs a deli, okay? <laughs> the guy who, when everyone's bored getting a massage, goes, right, how do you brush your teeth? The guy yeah, what's your favourite chocolate bored, bars? <laughs> yeah, what's your favourite... You know, everybody needs that, right? Okay, so that's that's great. But the level of pride he had in himself that he literally warmed up baked beans in a microwave <laughs> for two minutes and was saying it to the woman who was there like, like he just made some, like, amazing dish prepared by Jamie Oliver and he's like yeah microwave two minutes done I had no idea how easy it was but but the fact I mean, that I love him but he didn't Absolutely even say I, he didn't even say I cooked beans he said I made beans no, I, I mean made like, them, yeah. he's not even sure he yeah. doesn't even got the terminology and how to like just no, eating up something no. <laughs> Man, I, I like I said, I absolutely love that. I, I just I was smiling like an idiot with that because there was just something that's so lovable about him in that moment. It was like, oh mate, I, I feel like I need to give you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's more to life than but eating it, up beans, mate. When but, it comes but it to was, it, was the pride. It was the absolute <laughs> pride and delight that he was like, hey everybody, you know what I did last night in lockdown? Yeah. I learned how to make beans, and everyone—you can almost tell people are like, make, make beans. Make. 
<laughs> Eric, Eric Dyer, of course, upped him by digging a vegetable garden. Did you love that? Yeah, bit? I know. Bless him. Yeah. He was really so proud he of goes, himself, wasn't he? She's like talking to him. He's like, well, what have you been doing? He's like, well, I'll get up, uh, dig my vegetable garden. I uh, take the dog for a walk. I come back. I do some gardening in my garden. And then I'm bored out of my... You could tell he's like, I am bored out of my brains. I made a vegetable garden. I am that bored. Yeah, you almost feel lucky when you come out and say, this week I've been mostly going to the vegetable garden. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I love him. What was was your other point? The other thing I was going to say as well was, um, I'd always wondered uh, with the lockdown, because I know obviously me and you had a good laugh about... uh, then uh, uh, Mourinho going out and training, breaking lockdown rules. <laughs> yeah. his. But I loved, yeah. I loved seeing the multi-screen uh, thing where they, where he had all the players on yeah. multi-screen. It was it, and like it, Toby's daughter dived on his back when he's yeah, trying that's to do right. that bloody press up. That was that's so right. funny. But, but it felt really futuristic, didn't it? I mean, all you felt like mm. you wanted him to sort of have one of those um, in front of him. You know, you know when you see on futuristic films where they yeah. sort of it's all three D and they'll wave something away and then they'll wave it to that screen. You almost felt like that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. It was. It was, it was kind of cool. Um, yeah. I'll tell you something that was interesting. What? And again, this is the little insights that I like because this was a little candid thing. There's loads of stuff with Jose in this documentary. It's clearly Jose. Hey, look, there's a camera. Let me perform. Okay. That's my opinion anyway. I think Jose loved the camera crew. You'll you'll say he doesn't. I think he loved it. Oh, of course he did. But there was this candid moment where he was talking about lockdown and he's like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this. And they were like, what, what do you mean? You know, staying in your house for two weeks. He said, no, two minutes. He's like, I, I can't, you know. Yeah. To yeah. me, that actually gave a far different, you know, reality to him grabbing Tangi and going for a run. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, of course. I, I suddenly yeah. got a far more different take on that than Henry Fraud. Because I think, if that's the case, he must have been doing his editing. Yeah. If yeah. He, you know, he knew himself, and it was a real candid moment with one of the doctors, I think, and he was just saying, I don't know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to drive myself crazy. I, I, yeah, I'm literally yeah, sure. drive myself crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was a real candid... And I kind of thought, oh, okay, that p- paints your kind of... Because he went off and did the volunteering, delivering food for the club. Mm, mm. And I remember reading at the time, it's like, oh, well, that was his idea. And I'm like, oh, well, now I know why. He yeah, must have just yeah. been like, let me do something. Let me do anything. Mm, I'll go. I'll, yeah. do, I'll just let me get out of the house. Yeah, um, sure. And, uh, do, yeah, do you know, do you know I was going to say, talking about Jose as well, um, you know, so much has been made over the years of his arrogance. And, and he has he has yeah. got it. But oh yeah, I, I yeah. think it... I think, was it episode seven or episode eight? I can't remember which one it was, but he was basically analysing uh, a defeat. So maybe it was episode seven then. Yeah. And uh, he was criticising, I think he was criticising Delhi, I think, for not not coming yeah. back. Um, yeah. And he said, he went, I was a shit player playing at a shit level. Yeah. And he said, I would have still come yeah. back, you know? And and, and yeah. that's kind of like, that's a side of Mourinho that you don't tend to see, that he can be no. quite, you know, he's, and it's probably alludes to what you were saying earlier about his honesty, you know, like when, when you say he goes yeah. to press conferences and he does actually say what's, what the truth is, you know? But yeah. it made me, it, it just made, it, it kind of... Um, I don't know, it just made me step, step step back and think for a bit that there's someone that's yeah. so arrogant and so wanting to tell you how well he's done and how amazing he is to, and, to, and to kind of admit to being... Yeah. yeah, yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, that is something that was, 
with the kind of card, kind of quite hard hitting in it. Mm, um, mm. Episode nine, um, I think me and you can both agree. I think it felt to me that episode nine, they kind of wanted, although you know, the season obviously ended not like with some dramatic trophy or like a Champions League place out of nowhere. It did end with a Europa League place. And yeah. it felt to me like they, they made the final episode almost like they were trying to send everyone away from the cinema, so to speak, with a smile on their face, you know? Yeah, 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 sure. Um, the episode was kind of great. We relived our kind of um, project restart charge, you know. Um, it was the reaction. There was something in it which I did find quite interesting. Obviously, we got smashed by Sheffield United 3-0. He then organizes an eleven. Oh, sorry, three one. He then organizes <laughs> the eleven versus eleven training match. Yes. And Dyer kicks Sonny up in the air. Uh, Lucas is going to fight everybody. I mean, bloody Lucas, who's like this <laughs> lovable, happy guy who's like praise the Lord and everything is ready to chin people. I'm like, what the hell? And it's then what you Jesus would have done. <laughs> Yeah, bloody right, you would have. Yeah, oi, Judas, <laughs> smack. Um, and then, and, and then you've got one of the physios going, "Oh, sun's down." You know, looks like they're kicking lumps out of each other. And one of them goes, "Well, that's what he wanted." Yes, and I it's was so, like, "Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he, it, it works he a treat." Them all, he heard them all niggling at each other. You know, you know that argument between Delhi and Dyer. I was like, "Guys, it's like watching my parents fight. Don't do this." No, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, but you could tell it was simmering in the squad. There was like this real anger. So he organised the game and let them kick shit out of each other, and it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and, that's, and that's you know kind what? of for all the sorry, mate. Just to finish for all the kind of new agey kind of tact. You know, I watched the Man City documentary where they got like psychologists sitting down with the players, like. So this week running, you were five miles an hour slower. Do you think it's because your mum didn't hug you enough? <laughs> and then you've got Jose having them kick the shit out of each other. Like, come on, man up. And Sonny's there, like, really angry. I mean, Sonny doesn't get angry. You can tell he is steaming. To the yeah. point that when Dyer comes in to check on him, look, look, mate, I'm sorry. He's still so angry. He's like, oh, I want to tell you it's okay, but it's not. I'm Look, look at my leg. You could have broken yeah. it. Yeah. Jose can't stop smiling. Yeah. yeah, he's got a massive grin on his face, and telling him to stick it on Instagram. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Put it on Instagram. Let the world know what training's like in this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it, it, he, it was it was a massive yeah, risk, he wasn't loved it? That it was yeah. a massive risk, but one where I think he kind of looked at it and went, "Something needs to happen to slap this lot into life," and and it worked because wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I know you yeah. said you said last week I was saying about you know how luck. Uh, plays a part and you said you make your own luck yeah. and I think in that situation yeah. look you could say that uh, Mourinho was lucky that he that Son wasn't seriously injured but yeah. Yeah. it but it was it was it was a calculated risk and you know yeah. I, I, I know that uh, I mean we talk about how it appears that Mourinho really likes Dyer and yeah. it's clear that you know the Battle of the Bridge he saw something in diary he loves yeah. and you know we we saw the argument between uh, Larice and Son and um, oh my word. you could that just was see like the next game that was yeah, the and next you could game Sonny didn't yeah. track the runner and Hugo right. wanted to kill him yeah, he reread it, and and, and um, Aurier was re- literally I holding know. back. He, that wasn't like he a was. pretend hold back. That was like if no, I don't no, hold that, you now, yeah. you are going to kill him. You know. Yeah, but, but, did you notice Hugo took his gloves off? By the way, yeah, he was going to knock him out. Was going bare knuckle. <laughs> yeah, he really oh, was. Man. He was going bare knuckle. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, he was. He was really, really. And but that, and I think, I think even Jose got them all like going. Didn't see what happened, but I guarantee that wouldn't have happened before I got here. Yeah, he, he wants it. The players kind of like, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's difficult because um, like M- M- Mourinho is. Uh, He's, he's almost manufacturing this this nastiness in the team, but he has yeah. to. He has to manufacture it into yeah. the squad, and it and it may look a bit silly, but he needs to get he needs to get a squad where they they're going at each other all the time because that yeah. anger and that aggression is exactly what he wants, and that's why you can see. Although like you're kind of a little bit shocked that you got, you know you got two players like Luis and Son arguing, it's gonna make. Mourinho smile because it's exactly yeah. exactly what he's what he's trying to manufacture is bearing fruit, isn't it? No, I agree, and and I think perhaps if people have been watching this documentary and seeing that they had in their mind, you know, we got this pre-season where he's he's had all this time with them to watch us then basically be like limp noodles against Everton was mm. even worse. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was like all this expectation of what we're going to be like. Now Jose's been able to build his team, and it was like, Bleh, that was crap. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Sure. You know, but like I said, let's see where we are game after game. I mean, I think the the big thing we got to end on with the show, etc., is Jan Vertonghen's departure. Um, I, I I'm not going to lie to you, mate. I got a little bit emotional with this. Jan Vertonghen meant a lot to me at Tottenham. Um, we signed him, and he was a player who genuinely, when we signed him, like a year before. Um, we got linked to him, I think, and I kind of what been keeping an eye on him, and I kept thinking to myself, yeah, he looks really good. I can't wait to see him play with Ledley King, and we signed him, and King retired, and I was like, oh, what you know, what a nightmare it's going to be. And he came, and we weren't good when he arrived. You know, we we were really quite average, pushing for Europa, and he went through all of that time with the club and everything, and into the Mauricio Pochettino years where we really developed him and Toby. Uh, him and Toby probably, probably the best central defensive pairing for those couple of years that I've seen at the club in my lifetime, and he's just a Rolls Royce of a player and just seems like a great guy. And his leaving speech, you know, and him talking to the camera about how much he loves the club and how he never watches football. You know, I don't watch football at all, but I'm going to be watching every Tottenham game I can. I was kind of mm. like, oh, Jesus, John, what are you doing to me? There's dust yeah. in the air. My allergies <laughs> are kicking in, dude. Oh. Um, but yeah, there, there was something quite special about that. I was very disappointed that Michel Vaughan did not make one joke about feels like I leave this club every year. Or yeah, why yeah. didn't I get a watch last year, you tight, bold git? <laughs> or, um, you know, but, you know, there's a missed opportunity there, Michel, but never mind. Uh, but yeah, that that ending it felt kind of nice. That was a nice way to end everything for the show. Yeah, no, I agree. And and I and I know I mentioned it before we recorded as well. But I loved the uh, uh, the rivet, the gender reveal with uh, Kane and his his, Kane, his wife, yeah. and and then it coming up in a boy, and then his daughter coming up to him and saying, "Can we do a little girl now?" I just yeah, loved it. I loved her. it so much. Yeah. It was just adorable, Kids. you know. Did, did you notice that Kane celebrated that ball going blue like he'd scored a goal, by the way? He, yeah. That kid, that yeah. guy's been living in a house with two young girls and a wife. <laughs> yeah. he, he was desperate for some reinforcements. He, he went <laughs> all high-pitched, didn't he? He went all, it's yeah. a boy, it's a boy. Yeah, he, and then he was like, it's a boy, 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 it's a boy, yeah. yeah it's, uh, the minute it went blue, that guy ran off like it was a hat-trick in the World Cup <laughs> final. He was gone. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, that's it. I mean, it was... 
the documentary um it's gonna be there in history now it's gonna be there and in 10 years time a football fan like my, my daughter for example who's lived through this pandemic and stuff but you know not fully watching all of it or not really aware of the whole season will watch that documentary and probably just go wow mm. <laughs> you know yeah what the hell because that season was insane and it is the most historical nutty season ever uh, one other thing i did note down when they were talking about what were they going to do with the league and all the players, and someone said about voiding it, and Harry Kane just went, oh, Liverpool fans are going to go so mad. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, saying that, weren't we, at the time? Yeah, yeah. all of us, all the time, was like, you got to feel from, well, some of them. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some the of them <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but, mate, I mean, that's it. I mean, there's nothing more to say. All or nothing is done. Um, I, for one, am kind of glad it's done. It wasn't anywhere near as bad as I was expecting, except episode seven. Yeah, I find that tough. The rest of them, there were definitely bits throughout all the episodes I enjoyed, and the insight mm. was interesting. And I feel like I got to know a few of the players a little bit better, which is which is fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about locomotive plovdiv in the europa league we'll be talking about the southampton game from the premier league we'll be talking about leighton orient from the league cup three games people there are going to be three games before we we record again and this is a weekly podcast let that sink in (laughs) you take care my friend everyone listening look after yourselves we'll be back next week take care mate Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. 